Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Donald Trump, the good guy? Get him out of here. Greg Monroe bought out or traded before he even plays a game in Phoenix? The Bucks and Thunder struggles? All that and so much more on episode number 27 of Got Him Coach. You're listening to Got Him Coach, the show that brings sneakerheads and ballplayers together. Now, here's your host with over 200 pairs of sneakers, Tyrone Smith. Yo, what up, y'all? Episode number 27, man. Talking. Ain't no talking needed. You know, it's just time to get to work. Time to put our hard hats on and punch the clock. Time to put our work suits on and punch the clock. Time to put our steel toe boots on and work punch the clock. Time to it's just time to punch the clock, man. Let's punch the clock, man. So let's get straight into this episode of episode number 27 of the show. Where I talk big money on social media, but in real life, I'm the guy that's in your local Coney Islands asking you to spot me $2 for my wing ding meal with the french fries with chili and cheese on them, and that large fruit punch with no ice. Thank you very much. Got him, coach! Yes, 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 and I am your host, Tyrone Smith, a.k.a. Roll to Exclusive, a.k.a. Mr. Hustle Bandy, a.k.a. Mr. Sneaker Bandy. Spinning around the world, spinning around the world, brush to my hair, oh, I'm spinning around the world. Daytona 360, alive and in the flesh, and y'all already know what I come Man, you, you already know. I come to give y'all that Dylan Dillinger hot fire. That H E A T heat. You already know how it go. So check this out, man. Um, I was gonna put this in my my starting news for the uh, for the week, but I just wanted to talk about it now because that boy, uh, Leangelo, Leangelo Ball, the man out there fooling. First off, first off, how can you call yourself a big baller when you can't even afford seven hundred dollar pairs of Louis Vuitton sunglasses? I don't understand. It's not uh, it's not registering to me. But check this out, man. 
the boy was out there in China. They was playing a, a little game out there uh, in China. You get to the sit sightsee, get all the little benefits of being out there in China. And one of the benefits that you also, or non-benefits that you have to deal with when you're in China, if you get in trouble, you're dealing with their legal system. And they got a 99% conviction rate. So basically, if you get into any kind of trouble out there, you gonna do some time. You doing some time. So he got caught stealing up in a Louis Vuitton store, and there's reports that there's about three, two other stores. So make them about three total that he was caught running up in. He was held in China uh, for about a week or so. After the whole incident, after the whole little fiasco went down, he was held in China. They wouldn't let him go um, until the, the case or whatever need to be resolved was resolved. Now, it is good to be reported that he's coming home. And the, per- the reason he's coming home is because of Donald Trump. What the hell? Donald Trump is the reason that Leangelo Ball and these two other guys, Cody Riley and Jalen Hill, they're coming home. No legal, no legal process, no nothing. They're coming home. Now, I gotta give a round of applause to Donald Trump. This is actually a very good, this is actually a very good and surprising move. I would not have expected for him, of all people, we, we, we already know how he feels, we already know what kind of, um, what kind of support he has in terms of racial discrimination that he has, you know, his people have, so for him to do such a thing is very surprising. But it's also a very it's it's a good look for a guy who who hasn't been looking good ever since he he took uh took offense in January. So on that and on that note, I am very surprised. And you know, them boys are very very lucky. Now for Leangelo, this is not a good look for somebody who who reps big baller brand. Now remember. LeVar Ball infamously said that if you cannot afford a pair of Zoe 2s, which are 495 bucks plus tax, you're looking at about 525 to 535, maybe $540 in a sneaker, a basketball sneaker at that. If you can't afford those, then you are not a big baller. Now, what does this mean for Leangelo? Because he stole a pair of $700 or tried to steal a pair of $700 sunglasses. Does this now mean that Leangelo can no longer claim Big Baller brand? Because if he can't afford a $700 pair of Louis V uh, sunglasses, I know for a fact he came ain't gonna be able to afford not only Lonzo's signature shoe, but Lamelo's signature shoe. It's, it's it's not it's not in his it's not in his price range. It's not in his budget right now. It's not a good it's not a it's not a good look for Leangelo, man. 
he might get kicked out of Big Baller brand. How about that? All because he couldn't afford a very expensive pair of sunglasses. Now, also, LeVar said that LiAngelo wasn't going to make it to the league. He was going to be a one-and-done in UCLA, and he wasn't going to make it to the league. Now, how prophetic is LeVar's words as we speak? Now, we're not even going to talk about the fact that LeVar said Lonzo Ball was going to be the best point guard in the NBA right now. We'll discuss that a little later. But the fact that he said that LiAngelo wasn't going to make it to the league and he was going to be a one and done. You got to be sure. Not only is the Pac-12, but the NCAA is going to throw it out in a nice little hefty suspension for him. And then, once he gets done with that suspension, the season already started. Rotation players have already been set. He's going to miss out on a lot of good time. I don't see... Leangelo playing ball this year and if he does it's gonna be more so of a garbage time like hey just throw him in there we up by 45 points let him get a couple shots up um and if he doesn't play if he if he plans on being a one and done you, you're pretty sure he's not gonna be drafted into the NBA so LeVar Ball with some very prophetic words about his son one of his sons. Now, Lonzo still got a lot to prove. Um, we'll talk about this Jason Kidd comparison. And I, I will give you a realistic comparison that Lonzo Ball should, is right now as we speak. And I'll do that a, a little later on. But um, it just made me think, man. <laughs> it just made me think. Like, first of all, LiAngelo. Why you couldn't call your brother to get you these glasses? Better yet, why you couldn't call your boss, a.k.a. Pops, to loan you the bread to get you these sunglasses? Think about it like this. Them Zotus sold about five, about 500 pair at 500 bucks. What is that about? Yeah, I want to say about... We got to do some, we got to do some calculations. Let's... Let's do these calculations real quick, you know. 500 pair and about 500, that's about $250,000. It's $200,000, $700,000. You're looking at about 714, 21, 21, 4, 5, 10, 5, 10. You could get about 25,000 pair of Louis V sunglasses. Or even better yet, your, your oldest, is it the youngest? He's the youngest, right? No, oldest. Lonzo's the youngest. oldest. Your oldest brother just signed a $6.2 million NBA contract, bruh. NBA contract. And you mean to tell me that he ain't going to be able to spot you five, dollars five to $700 for some, uh, for some glasses? Now... Let's just let's let's be for real. I think this I think this is such a big deal. First of all, because it happened in China, and because China doesn't really play when it comes to people getting in trouble in their countries. Not only that, but I also think of the fact that because who it is, you know, like I said, Levar was talking big money, big money, big money, big money. Um, every interview he would get on, he was talking big money. Uh, when the shoes came out, that was big money. And he was always accusing people of not being able to really afford 
certain things from them. And I think that when any of his sons gets in trouble, especially when it comes to them stealing, anything stealing related or anything of that nature, um, you know, it's going to be a big story. Now, I mean, he's young. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody, when you're young, you, you make mistakes like that. Um, I'm always reminded of the uh, of the documentary, The You, back when they was doing um, they was doing a documentary on the University of Miami football team, and those those players straight up told you like, look, we had no shame in running up in somebody's house, grabbing the stereo, grabbing the TV, grabbing whatever they need to do because they needed the money. Now, I don't know if this was a situation of, hey, let's grab these sunglasses because we need the bread, but it was more so, uh, hey, let's grab these sunglasses because they look kind of cool, and I think they look nice on my face. I think that's what the situation was. But you, when you young, man, when you young, you're going to do whatever you need to do to make sure that you can fulfill whatever needs that you need to fulfill. And and I'm not... I'm not Condone condemning his his uh, actions because his actions were still foolish and it could have cost him at least three years of his life away from basketball and not even away from basketball but away from his family and all of that other good stuff. So I'm not I'm not condemning his decision because it was still a dumb foolish decision. But when you're young, you always gonna make decisions. You always gonna do stuff that you look at and say, "Damn man, I wish I wouldn't have did that." And you live with the consequences. Now, luckily, his consequences was only what a night in jail. He got bailed out. He was he was confined to a hotel. I'm pretty sure it was a nice hotel with room service and and, and shrimp fried rice and and and, and all kind of good amenities, champagne and, and Gatorade and water and all that good stuff. And he didn't have to see jail. And on top of that, not only that. But he also got to be released thanks to Donald Trump. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is, I, I never, I never would have thought I'd be saying Donald Trump did something good. <laughs> because he's such a, oh, we, we, we discussed Donald Trump uh, last week. I don't want to get too more into him. But uh, we already know how he doesn't, he's not the, um, the best of uh people to look after i mean to look forward to when it comes to certain things but kudos to him for actually getting that situation um settled and resolved now i'm pretty sure it was a lot of political mumbo jumbo behind them releasing them hey you know you give us a little something here um you know we'll return them i'm pretty sure it was some of that but the fact that he was still able to get them boys home, man, is it, good. Now, you know, you let the school and you let the, the conference and, you know, the the, 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 the um, NCAA, you let them do their course. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be a hefty, a hefty little suspension, um, mainly because it's a bad light on, on the NCAA. It's a bad light on the, the Pac-12 and it's a bad light on UCLA. But, uh, Leangelo, boy, you got lucky, man. 99% ain't no joke. And for you to make it out of there with, with, without without really being scathed or, or harmed and not really have to do legit-jit time, you a lucky man. So, 
Go thank Donald Trump, man. Go thank him. I don't know if he's if he making America great again, but you know this is this is a uh, this is this was a good this was good. You know, and I'm 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 impressed. I ain't even go front. I'm impressed. All right, so now that I got that out the way. Let's get into the show, man. Got him, Coach. Episode number twenty-seven. Let's get it. Sit back and relax. Time to have some knowledge dropped on you. All right, so check this out, man. First off, I want to talk about. It's been a lot of crazy comparisons um, with with Lonzo. Yeah, we 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 still talking big baller right now. We we still in the big baller family right now. First of all, um, there have been so many comparisons of Lonzo Ball to Jason Kidd. And shout out to Lonzo for being the youngest player in NBA history to record a triple double. It's a very impressive feat for somebody so young. But um. We hear all these comparisons to Jason Kidd. He's the next Jason Kidd. He's the next Jason Kidd. Um, and I just don't see it because, first off, if, if anybody, if we want to compare Lonzo Ball to anybody at this stage in his career right now, the way he is playing, I think it's only fair that we give him a Rajon Rondo comparison. We talking Rajon Rondo in his prime, not the not the well the chicago well, the chicago bulls rondo was kind of bad but the playoff rondo was kind of good he led him to he led him to a 2-0 series lead against boston until he got hurt but if we gonna compare lonzo to anybody let's compare him to rajon rondo i think i think their their styles of play is very similar both of them really can't shoot the ball lonzo even though he came in out of college as a as a very good shooter his form, his shot isn't isn't getting him the buckets that he needs. He shoots about 25 to 30%, 25% from 3. I mean, his 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 shot has been has been busted at at best. Um you know, he's not able to hit the open shot, he's not able to hit the contested shot. Uh so when you look at Rondo, Rondo was the same way. Rondo, you was when 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 he was involved in pick and rolls, you was going right under the pick because you knew that Rondo was not gonna shoot the ball. And if he shot the ball more often than not, he was missing it. Um in terms of everything else though, Lonzo has the ability to take over the game without scoring. He can he can have nine, ten boards, nine, eight, nine assists. And maybe two, three points and have a, a major impact on the game. Sort of like Rondo. Rondo was able to not score a lot of points, but he'll give you a lot of rebounds. He'll give you a lot of assists. He was a, 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 a hawk on the defensive end. And, you know, he was able to he was able to lead his team. He was able to get guys in certain spots to where they could be very effective. You look at Ray Allen, you look at Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, um, look at Lonzo, what he's doing. Um, he's getting Brooke, Brooke Lopez involved. He's getting um, uh, Kyle Kuzma, who is perhaps the best rookie on that team. Um, he's getting, uh, I wouldn't say KCP because KCP is kind of struggling right now. But, you know, he's able to get guys, Brandon Ingram, he's able to get these guys in positions to where they can be very, very effective on the court and they could, and they could get buckets. So, Let's chill on this Lonzo Ball, Rajon Rondo comparison. Because, I mean, Rajon Rondo, I'm sorry. This Lonzo Ball, Jason Kidd comparison because 
the two just don't compare right now. Maybe when you look at stats, yeah, but I mean, I think Jason Kidd was a little more a little more polished right now. And that's not saying a lot because Jason Kidd really wasn't that effective of a shooter. He didn't become an effective shooter to later on down his career. Um, and I think that's something that Lonzo could eventually be because I'm pretty sure that his shot, his shot is going to be, uh, they, they're going to patch his shot. You know what I'm saying? They're they going to give him the, they're going to give him the 2K7, the 2K18 patch on his jump shot. It's going to be all good. But right now, I think right now people need to chill with the Jason Kidd comparisons. And if you really want to compare Lonzo to anybody right now in their prime, you I definitely think is more of a Rajon Rondo comparison than it is a Lonzo Ball comparison. All right. Now we done with Big Baller, man. Let's talk about Greg Monroe. Greg Monroe, the guy who just got traded from the Bucks to the uh, to the Suns. But Eric Bledsoe, Eric Bledsoe did work his first game against San Antonio, helping them boys get the win. So shout out to Eric Bledsoe. But um, apparently Phoenix has already said that they are going to look to either trade or buy out his contract before February's trade deadline. Phoenix, man. Come on, man. I have so much faith for y'all. First off, you mean to tell me that y'all would rather keep old brittle tyson chandler rather than greg monroe now first off when you look at uh, and like i said i think i'm the only guy who watched phoenix suns games but i watch phoenix suns and i watch them faithfully because first of all as i said i got a lot riding on phoenix right now i've been talking a lot of crazy talk about phoenix how they gonna be one of the most improved teams in the league how they can be one of the dynasty teams in the next few years when they put all their pieces together I've been so high on Phoenix, so I feel that it's only right for me to watch Phoenix games right now. It, I, I have to. It's like imperative for me to do. But when I look at that team, the team overall is nice. They need a guy who can score in that starting lineup, in the paint. Greg Monroe gives you that. He gives you that low post. He has very good low post moves. And not only that, he can step out and hit the mid-range. Tyson Chandler, all his points coming in the paint off pick and rolls, off of uh, off of offensive rebounds, this, that, and the third. Greg Monroe averages a career average of about eight rebounds a game, so that's not a bad uh, that's not a bad career average for a rebounder. So he can go in there. Not only can he give you buckets, but he can also give you boards. Um, so for them to say that they're going to look to either trade or buy him out, I don't understand it. And to also. They're looking to acquire Jaleel Okafor, which is the younger Greg Monroe. <laughs> so I don't, I'm, I'm not understand, I'm not understanding what what Phoenix is doing here. They they have to realize anytime that a player it, it lets it know, lets it be known that he doesn't want to be there, or a team lets it known that they don't want a player there, that takes away all trade value to where you have to take the best trade available. Greg Monroe wasn't really high on value in terms of, of trading for to begin with, so you gotta pretty you gotta be sure that his value is gonna dip even lower if it was value to begin with. So this is just it's just it's just bad for Phoenix, man. I, you know, I, I I got so much faith in these boys, but 
I, I just don't I don't understand Like I'm really not understanding what they're doing And it's really unfortunate Because I feel like they have to They they have the pieces But it just seems like they don't know What they're doing they're, They don't know what they're doing with their pieces And as, as unfortunate and as sad as it is For me to say man This looks like it's going to be another lottery year For them, for them sons man and, You know it's unfortunate because they could, they could, they could really do it, man. They, like I said, I think they had the potential to do it, man. So, Greg Monroe not going to play. I mean, if he does, and if he does play, he's he only got like a couple month tryout for for other teams because Phoenix had already said that they about to trade him or they're gonna buy out his contract to acquire Jaleel Okafor, which, as I stated earlier, I don't understand, but whatever. <laughs> Next. Let's talk about Christoph Przingis, man. Hey, I've been hard on Christoph because I always said he was a better version of Andrea Bargnani. And I only make this a comparison based upon Bargnani and Przingis, they could score. Bargnani was putting up buckets. Przingis, he puts up buckets. Defensively, I didn't see enough from Przingis to, uh, to make him a quality elite rim protector or defender um i take that back he's been very effective protecting the rim very effective defensive player so i would have to say that he's done very very well in terms of being the rim protector that the knicks need he had the knicks need he has led new york to a very surprising record first of all if they if they have a record that they have more than three wins it's impressive um, first, and then let's talk about, let's, before we even get more into Przingis, let's talk about this LeBron and his cancer thing. I was going to say this for Cavs the World Terms, but I'm, I'm going to talk about it now because I want to give a big, I want to give a big shout out to Ennis Cancer, man. I get, I want to give a big shout out to Ennis Cancer, Cancer because LeBron, I don't know, LeBron, and, and I mean, yeah, he, even though he, yes, he is great. He is a great player. He has earned the right to say and pretty much say and do whatever he wants. But sometimes you just got to stay, yo, you know, you, every, everything ain't, ain't for you to be, for you to speak upon, you know, like you need to be worrying about getting Cleveland back into the fray of, of the playoff picture and getting that chemistry together, whether it's rather than talking about the Knicks making a mistake on drafting Dennis Smith you know like every everything that goes on ain't for you to speak upon that's just my personal thing but um and while he may be right you know maybe maybe New York should have took Smith instead of uh Nilakina but that's not his that's not his place to just be talking about well they should have did this and that and the third now apparently he was saying it to to spite Phil Jackson. I don't know why because Phil is somewhere out in LA collecting his forty something million dollars and and smoking Cuban cigars and drinking red wine that he that he uh, made with his own feet. You know, like he he's he's living. Like he's not worried about nothing that you got to say. So the dig the dig was a petty dig and it was an unnecessary dig. Then we get on the court. And you want to punk out the rookie by not letting them get the ball out, this, that, and the third, or whatever, whatever. Now, shout out to Nilla Kina for, like, hey, yo, get out my way, man. Like, you know, letting them know, like, you're not about to you're not about to disrespect me as a player, as a person, you know what I'm saying? You know, whatever. 
And then Ennis Cantor did what any other teammate would do. Any other teammate, I don't care who you is. If you a teammate and you're and you're and you see your brother going through an issue with somebody, you you gonna let it be known. You gonna let it be known. So I give him all the credit in the world for stepping in for his teammate and, and, and having his back. Now, doing this whole little issue that was going on, the Cleveland Cavalier announcers was oh my god it was just like you know that 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 was biased tv like it was just so biased and one day one guy was like oh Ender's cancer he started the whole thing like like and, and, and we made his, his situation even worse like he was a player so it was like okay if yo if one of your players got into a spat with somebody you're not gonna go and defend the player that you know that's in the spat you're not gonna defend him and make sure he's good when when basketball players when they get into these big fights, you you notice that most of the players want to leave the bench because they want to defend their brothers out there who who's having who's having issues with another team, and that's why they instigated the instituted the one game suspension. But anytime a basketball player goes through something, their brother their basketball brother is gonna be there to defend them and make sure everything is 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 good. So for him to say, and I'm pretty sure back in the 70s, he went through the same thing. It wasn't, oh, let him go through his own little situation, and, and that's it. It's not how it works, because if it was a situation like that, then the other 13 players on that team would look at him like, oh, well, when things get when things get tight, we know we can't depend on him because he, he didn't want to get into that little fray or whatever. So for them to be, oh, it's his fault, and... You know, LeBron wasn't doing nothing. LeBron instigated the whole thing. He instigated it. He instigated it. Like, he could have let the dude get the ball, take it out, whatever. But he had to stand in his way. And then he pushed Kenner. And Kenner was like, I'm still here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like I, I I got, I gained so much respect for Kenner. Like, I ain't, I ain't really like Kenner because, like, you know, he was going at it with KD, and KD was, was was lighting his team up. So it was like, why is you talking? Like, like shut up. You you getting your team lit up. But for him to stand up for his rookie and, and to let him know that, you know, you're not, you're not about to push us around just because everybody want to wanna, wanna ride you and say you're the greatest and everybody think that you don't make no mistakes or this, that, and the third, and you can say whatever, and everybody got to live and accept it because you – Cause you got a name on you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna allow you to do that. It's not gonna happen. Now, shout out to the Cavaliers for coming back from 23 down in that game. But we ain't gonna talk about that as we talk about you know the Cavaliers. Cause that's that's a weekly thing. I'm gonna talk about them every week. But um, Kristaps, man, he's he's been very very impressive um so far this year. He's he's really been putting up buckets. He's really defending the paint he's really he's just he's doing everything that i thought he wasn't going to be able to do he has the knicks in sixth place currently at with a seven to six record you never coming into this year you never would have said that the knicks was going to be over 500 for the first 10 games let alone 13 games of the year man um is he an mvp candidate i'll say if the knicks keep playing like they're playing right now you have to throw him in the MVP candidacy because when you look at this team on paper, it's trash. It's trash. I don't care what you say. It's trash. You got a whole bunch of pieces that don't that don't go together. Uh, a whole bunch of pieces that that don't deserve the money that they get. And they got Joe Kim Noah. Joe Kim Noah. 
need I say more. But for this team to be 7-6 right now at this stage of the season and to have had a 23-point lead on the Cavaliers, only for them to blow it. They had a 20, a double-digit lead against the Pistons, only for them to blow it. So you, when you look at this team, it seems like the continuity of this team is playing so much better without Melo. And, it, and you don't see how ironic it is that the Knicks are playing really, really good ball without Melo, and the Thunder are struggling with Carmelo. So you have to wonder. Maybe Phil Jackson knew what he was doing or was talking about when he said he didn't want to keep Melo on the team because he loves the spotlight. Oh, no, that was George Carl. My bad. <laughs> but, you know, maybe maybe uh, Phil Jackson knew what he was trying to do when he was trying to get rid of Melo. Maybe it was for the, for the long-term success of the team. And you were starting to see that long-term success um, starting to pan out. So, Chris Stops. Hey, man, you in that MVP candidacy. Keep it going, man. You got to get them rebounds up, though. You got to get them rebounds up. You seven you seven foot three, and you only average seven and a half rebounds. I'm not impressed with that. You got you to gotta get that up to at least nine or ten. You got to give me a double-double. I need a double-double from you every game from now on. Like, that's, that's what I need. Get your butt down there in the paint. When you get it in the paint, you grab the rebound, you can bring the ball up, do whatever, you can get more shots like that. But seven and a half rebounds for somebody who's seven foot three, that's very unacceptable. Now, Bucks, Thunder, what is going on, man? Y'all boys is out there struggling. Now granted, now granted, I wanna I wanna say this before the Thunder, the Thunder have won a couple games in a row. Um, they are currently six and seven on the season. Uh, but even even with that being said, um, their wins they they beat the Dallas Mavericks, and I think if I get me and and thirteen of my homeboys or, or guys I know that play ball, I think we could beat the Dallas Mavericks at this point at this stage. But um, you're starting to see where this maybe this uh this big three wasn't gonna work out. Um, and I think it's more so on Melo. I, I honestly think it's more so on Melo. I don't think Melo is a good fit for this team. And I think the only reason I say this is because I look at this team and when you look at it, like, let's look at, first of all, let's look at their starting five. Like, Westbrook, when he first came into the league, a lot of people don't believe it, but when Westbrook first came into the league, he was actually, he came in as a, as a very good defender. So he has the potential to be a very, very good defender. And he shows it from time to time. Robeson, ball hawk, George, ball hawk, Adams, very good rim protection potential. Mello, Mello don't play no D. We we know this. This is this has been this has been stated for so long. Mello plays no D, and the fact that Mello still takes a whole bunch of shots is still it still bothers me. I felt Melo it maybe the Thunder would have been more effective if Melo would have cut his shots in half, maybe twin to fifteen shots. But Melo still put up 15, 20, 25 shots. And you're starting to see where that offense is really just contingent on those three players. And if you can shut if you can shut at least one of them down and you know just let the other two uh let, let the other two do what they do. Robeson and Adams aren't really going to get involved offensively. You can beat this Thunder squad. So what I think for OKC, what they need to do more is move the ball around, spread the ball around more, let Westbrook 
pick and choose his spots, who gets what, when they get it, how they get it, this, that, and the third. I think that's what needs to happen for this team to, to, to really, really improve. Because I'm not impressed with, with wins over over uh <laughs> over Dallas. It's I'm not I'm not impressed. Like like I said, I could have got I could have got some of some of the squad. We could have beat Dallas, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not impressed with that overall. Milwaukee. Same thing with Milwaukee, man. Giannis is out there playing lights out right now. Giannis is out there giving them boys, giving them buckets. Now, Milwaukee is currently 7-6. They're on a three-game winning streak. They just beat Memphis last night, 110-103. Giannis is averaging 31-10 with five assists. A steal and a half and a little under two blocks a game. But I don't like I don't like the way they offense move either. I don't like I don't like the fact that, you know, that it was it's kinda like get a ball to Giannis, everybody get out the way, let him let him put up all the shots, let him decide everything. Now this Eric Blesso trade helps. Helps. It gives them another capable ball handler, a guy who can get in the lane, a guy who can who can really handle his own. Um it, get, it takes Mike, Ma, Malcolm Brogdon down to the bench. So he was averaging about 16 and five before he uh before he got relegated to the bench. So it gives that second unit a little more punching power. Um, John Henson is now the starting center. Thon Maker shouldn't have never been the starting center because he's I don't think he's quite ready for that. But um, you can see where it's it, where slowly but surely the team is starting to come together. Um, but I think if they continue to play the way where it's like everybody gives the ball to Giannis and get out the way, while that in hindsight is a good offensive method for a team, if they shut him down, then what? So, Milwaukee, man, keep doing y'all thing. Y'all on the three-game winning streak. Y'all doing some, apparently y'all doing some good things to, to be on that winning streak right now. Uh, as I stated, Eric Bledsoe, he's out there, he's out there playing very, very effectively. He put up 15 and 7 against Memphis uh, last night. So, you know, you can see where the, the dynamic effect of uh, Eric Bledsoe is starting to, to show upon his team. Um, so, yeah, man. Bucks, Thunder. Y'all y'all was expected to do a lot of big things this year, along with the Cavs. But, you know, y'all got to get together, man. Y'all got to get together. And now, last but not least, we got to change the music up, man. We got we got to put that dramatic music up. We got to talk about these Cleveland Cavaliers. Episode number three of Cav the World Turns, man. Let's get into it. The Cavaliers currently are on pace to be the worst defensive team in NBA history. Now, when you honestly look at this team, is it really a surprise? Derrick Rose don't play D. J.R. Smith don't play D. Kevin Love doesn't play D. Crowder, while he is an above-average defender, he's struggling right now. So let's not even count him. LeBron is a above-average defender. Okay, we'll give him that. But Kyle Korver doesn't play D. Shumpert is trash. <laughs> Wade. Wade is older, so his defensive prowess isn't what it once was. So you can get around Wade, and you can you can do what you need to do. Um, Channing Fry doesn't play the D. Man, when you even look at the coaching staff, the coaching staff didn't even play D when they was playing. Damon Jones didn't play D. James Posey, he was an average defensive player. Teron Lue was a eh, 
average defensive player. So when you look at this team, you don't have a, a stellar defensive player. You got all these average to uh, below average defenders. No wonder they don't pay to be in the worst defensive team in NBA history. Now, Dwayne Wade, this uh, this experiment with D Wade coming off the bench is is working out um quite well for the Cavs, man. It's working out quite well for him. Um, I think it's more so because Rose and Wade are kind of the same players, and you can't really expect for Rose and Wade to have been an effective um an effective bunch, an effective starting guard role for the team um so when i look at Dwayne wade coming off this bench he gives that 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 I, and, you know i'll talk about the second unit he gives that second unit and not only he gives them veteran leadership but he also gives them a guy who can attack the lane who can attack the paint and get to the foul line and i think with that starting in that starting five that's what derrick rose is and i don't think if you have two of them guys that, that does the same thing on top of the fact that they don't, but they both don't play defense. I don't think I don't know how that would have worked in terms of Wade continuing to be in the starting lineup. But I, like I have been saying, I don't know what it, what this will incur when Isaiah Thomas comes back because he's a shooter. So you know, I think I think you will need. I think Wade will come back into being a starter once Isaiah Thomas comes back into the starting lineup. So yeah. Um. The LeBron to Ron Lou relationship is apparently strained, man. And I'm kind of scared for Teron Lou because if you if if you a coach and you have any kind of beef with LeBron, more often than not, you're not gonna make it to the trade deadline. And that is episode number three as Cav of Cavs the World Turns. Now let's get into the official official part of the show matter of fact this ain't even the official official part of the show i just want to i just want to express myself i got something i want to get off my chest now let's get into it man got a post episode 27 all right so i'm gonna try to keep this simple and sweet man um i think that we all First of all, let's just talk about the fact that I think that everybody needs hard work in their life to be effective, to, to, to maximize their talent. You know, like, I feel like a lot of people overrate the fact that they do something very well. And, like, they have God-given ability to do something very well. And they don't work on perfecting that particular craft, and they just rely just on God-given abilities. Now, that's not that's not a bad thing to rely on, but you gotta realize that once those particular abilities are gone, then what? You know, like it's like it's like with me, it's like with me, or it's like with a basketball player. If a ball player comes into the league and he's a he's a great offensive player, he can give you all the shots, he can do everything offensively. If he doesn't develop or work hard on a defensive game, then when teams study his offensive tendencies and kind of figure out what he likes to do, what he can't do, this, that, and third, and once they figure that out and you don't play defense on top of the fact that your offensive game that, that you was once heralded for is being shut down and you're not as effective as you once was, then what do you do? So I think it's important for people to have 
the hard work uh, tendency in, in everything that they do and not rely so much on um, just their, their, their pure talent. Because pure talent, it'll get, you so, it'll get you so far, but once you run out of that or once, some, once somebody figures that out, like, hey, like, look, this is what he does well, so let's shut that down. Once they figure that out, then what, what's your backup plan? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is your backup plan? It's like building. It's like building a business. Like you building a business, you have to. You have to really work hard at it. You have to really. You have to really. You have to find your niche. You have to. You have to study your competitors. Like you have to do all of this stuff for you to be an effective business to say, hey, look, they, they may they do the same thing that I do, but what can I bring to the table, or what can I what can I bring distinguish me from what they do. And if you can figure that out and your competition can't figure that out and you work 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 and you continue to work and you, and you figure it out, people will gravitate more to you because they say, hey, such and such, they do the exact same things, but um, his thing, they do X, Y, Z um, and, and such and such, they don't do X, Y, Z. They just, they just so content on being this this and this they they so content on on being what they what they established themselves as in the beginning but as things as things change every, every everything changes everything changes to where you're not going to be able to depend so much on one particular thing where you have to you have to evolve and you have to develop certain other aspects to where if this falls off if this comes crashing down right now, yeah, it'll 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 hurt, but I still have this to fall back on because I really worked hard to develop this to where this can be something that could potentially, um, you know, generate a lot of different other other different things for us, or I can work on this because we we developed that and that could that could work for us as well. So hard work man don't don't ever think that because you made it anywhere in life that you don't have to continue to work hard to to continue to develop it like why do you think people go to like why do you think it, you have to be have to have so many years in medical school like because every you have to have all these years because you have to really develop what it is that you want to do in the medical field and you may have the you may have the talent, but if you're not willing to work hard and take the extra steps to to obtain different knowledge knowledgeable things in the medical field, you're not gonna really be effective in the medical field. Basketball, yeah, I'm a three point shooter, but in the summer I'm gonna work on my post game. I'm gonna go work on my free throws. I'm gonna go work on my defense. I'm gonna go work on my ball handling. Because if they take away my three-point shooter, I got to still find effective ways to still be out there and be effective on the court to where I can still make an impact on the game. I'm a podcaster. I talk about sneakers and basketball. But now I want to venture off and talking into talking worldly news. And I want to talk about reviews. And I want to do different videos and all this other stuff because basketball and sneakers ain't going to last forever. Everybody not gonna want to hear me talking about basketball sneakers. You know, y'all gonna have to hear about it this week because I'm not adding no more world. I'm not adding no world stories, none into this particular episode. We just gonna ride with this the way it is. But 
if people get tired of that, you know, they they gonna want to hear something else. They gonna want to hear something new. And then they're not going to want to have to hear the same stories every week about everything that's going on in basketball, everything that's going on in sneakers. They're going to want to hear what's going on in the world. They're going to want to hear what's going on, you know, my opinions on certain things that's going on within the confines of, of our uh, United States of America. So, yeah, I have the talent to talk about ball and sneakers, but I have to really work hard to to elevate my show into different aspects of, of different things because my my uh, my listeners may want to may want to hear something that's going on in the news and want want my want to hear my opinion on something so they have something to talk about when they go home or when they go to work you know so hard work versus talent man i just want to i just want to share that because i feel a lot of people feel that just because they're they're talented at some at one particular thing that they don't have to work hard to either develop it even more or to work on other aspects affiliated to something that they're talented with to where if, if this shuts down, I'll still have this. I think so many people are so dependent on one thing that they don't look to to, to, to develop other aspects of, of, of their talent. And it comes back and it hunts them in the long run. Let me know what you guys think, though. Is it is it is it better to just be so hell bent on the on your talent, or do you feel like you have to have to go and and, and develop things affiliated with your talent to to really be a real rounded person to where it wouldn't matter what 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 happens to my main thing, I still have a secondary thing and a third thing and a fourth thing and a fifth thing. So y'all, let me know what y'all think. All right, I'm done with that, man. Let's get into this heat of the week. Add some fire to your sneaker collection. This is the heat of the week. So, it wasn't even no heat of the week this week. I mean, it, I mean, it was some, but it wasn't really worth me talking about. The only thing that I could really share with y'all that is heated on the 11th, 11-11, baby. Them Jordan 11 Midnight Navies, man. And just in case you haven't seen this shoe, I'm pretty sure you've seen this shoe. Um, this shoe celebrates his NBA ritual in which he wore his collegiate, collegiate practice shorts under his uniform. The shoe features a white ballistic nylon mesh and a leather upper accented by the University Blue Jumpman and Midnight Navy patent leather that ties back to his alternate practice shorts colorway. Additional Midnight Navy detailing is spotted on the inner liner, heel, and the branding on the tongue, while the Jumpman on the ankle and the tongue are done in University Blue to complete the UNC connection. Now these shoes are... Now I ain't gonna lie, a picture of these shoes were dope. But when you get the shoe in person, they're not as dope as you think they are. And I'm not just saying this to be bitter because I didn't get a pair. Um, trust me when I tell you that just because I don't get pair pairs of sneakers when they first release, that does not mean that I'm not capable of copying the the, the pair of shoes that just came out it's just that you got yours a little a little earlier than i got mine but i'ma still get mine and i'ma still swag them all way better than you guys anyways um but overall i just i don't think a lot i've seen a lot of people going crazy over the shoe like the, the shoe isn't like google gaga banana going crazy over i mean it's a nice shoe 
Like if I had to go on a scale from one to ten, I would give the shoe a solid eight. Um, it just—I don't know. I, I, it just—it just don't look right. Maybe it's the leather, the the patent leather, leather in the shoe. Um, maybe it's the icy bottoms. I don't know. It's just—it's just when I seen the shoe, um, when I seen act and in, in real life photos of people who got the shoe, it's really that impressive. They're, they're still definitely worth a pickup. So you already know I'm going to pick it up. So. Episode number twenty-seven is done. We are finished. And it's time to get up out of here, man. I ain't got no water, so I can't give y'all my infamous sip. Um, y'all already know that I like to do that, but I'm not going to do it this week because I ain't got nothing to give y'all sips with. Um, matter of fact, I need to actually leave and go to the store and go get me some juice because I feel some type of way. Um, I drink all my raspberry lemonades, and I'm kind of upset about that. I knew I should have waited, but raspberry lemonades, man, they're so delicious. can't help it. <laughs> But yeah, man, episode 27 is in the books, man. I will holler at y'all boys next week. Next week's episode, we'll be talking about if NBA teams were record labels. Hey, if sneaker brands were social media websites, that was a that was a pretty good episode. So I'm actually very excited to do um, if uh, NBA teams were record labels. Um, that's actually gonna that's actually gonna be a two part episode. So you'll get the first part 28, yo. You'll get that part next week, and then you'll get 29 the week after. Motivation to get it cracking part three. The 30th episode will be coming in three weeks. <laughs> It will be coming in three weeks, so y'all be on the lookout for that. And then my 31st episode, I'll be talking about uh, my uh, my basketball career, why it didn't pan out. Um, if y'all haven't seen the YouTube video, make sure y'all go check us out. Follow us on YouTube, Got em Coach TV. Um, that is Got em Coach TV. Make sure y'all go check that out, man, because it's pretty, pretty much going to be the exact same thing that I talked about in the video. But I feel like, you know, an audio version, it, it, it sound a little better. So, um, um, yeah, y'all go check that out, man. But um, I'm Tyrone Smith, man, and I'm about to be up out of here. So I'll holler at y'all next week, man. And I'm out of here. Peace. Thanks for tuning in. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at GEC325. And check out our website at www.gec325.com. Tune in next week for another episode of Got Em Coach. 